Katie, how you doing? I have a really weird song stuck in my head and it's bothering What's, the shit out of me. Oh god, are you gonna get it stuck in everybody else's heads? I don't when know, you... maybe. But there's a story behind it. So when I was a kid, um, we used to shop at Jewel Osco because there was a Jewel Osco right before my house. All right, but... I'm gonna take a couple guesses at how to spell that. Uh, J U U with an umlaut L O S C O. I mean, it's just Jewel like a diamond. Oh, J E W E L. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Osco is O S C O. Osco. Osco. Jewel well, Osco. Is that a normal suffix? Am I like? No, I don't think. I think it was just like a name. But anyway, one time I got really, I was sick and we had to go get like ear, like infection medicine at the pharmacy. But the pharmacy was running this promotion for like some reason where like they gave you like a tape of like kid songs, like a cassette tape of songs. And there's this one song on the tape and it went like this. It went hey friend how are you today okay Aww. i want you to be my friend my very special friend it was like just like this weird tape but like for some reason it was just like i just thought of that song it's been like on a loop in my head all day and it was the fucking ba- like cassette tape from the pharmacy when i was a kid and i had an ear infection that is charming hi everybody it's no. <laughs> i forgot what you're doing <laughs> yes hi hello it's me hey good <laughs> welcome back to infinite, infinite quest infinite quest quest <laughs> uh how are you katie i'm fine I'm that's good so save for the song stuck in your head i imagine i do have a song stuck in my head and there were like other ones too and there was one i'm i'm like 90 percent certain and i'm pretty sure i bet like if i looked around my room in my mom's house i bet i could find it but i'm pretty sure there was a song that went where is blumpkin where no is... there i'm like was not. almost 100 percent sure you are out no i swear to god well i think then they owe us royalties they probably even though we haven't trademarked any of those names that's well still. we've trademarked adhd and d that's true i suppose which in blumkin is an umbrella i suppose that's true ADHD yeah I, I was thinking it, it was weird what did what did i i was walking down the stairs yesterday when i thought a thought i think it was uh igneous rock like igneous rock is a t- is is a yes. rock that is made from lava. Also, the name of the gargoyle at the Georgia Renaissance Festival. Oh, is it really? That's a great name for yeah, a gargoyle. That's so awesome. Everybody calls him Iggy. But I remember I was on a field trip in like fifth grade, and we were talking about geology and stuff. Like we were in like a natural history museum, and they told us about igneous rocks. And I remember the docent was like, uh, a type of igneous rock is called pumice. And you can remember this: it's that it has a lot of like bubbles and gas things in it because because it makes your mouth. You got to make bubbles in your mouth when you do it, like pumice. You know, you got to puff your cheeks out. And that was 20 years ago. And for whatever reason, I still remember that. Like, it's in my back pocket at all times. And I was thinking, I noticed when I think of something again later, like on my own, I'll remember it forever, no matter what it is or what or why I'm thinking about it. And then, I bet you didn't think I was going to bring this anywhere. But then I started thinking about how... Oftentimes, I'll weight negative experiences more heavily than positive ones. I think a lot of people do that. Okay. And it sort of latches onto that phenomenon where, like, something shitty happened in sixth grade or whatever. And the fact that I've ruminated on it, it has become like a staple of me. Like, when I look back on my timeline, it's become a blip on the timeline. It was probably surrounded by 45 good things. Well, it may <laughs> have been, but for whatever reason, those didn't register again. And therefore, when I think of sixth grade, I only think of the shitty things that happened in sixth grade. And, I, and, and I've been thinking about training myself out of that. Because if yeah. it's that simple, just thinking about it again later, then like it feels weird to like think about your successes in the day, like at first. But I'm wondering, like, 
could I train myself to do that to like when I can't sleep at night rather than sit there and think about all my fuck ups just like think about the things that I thought went well and I'd feel like a dope doing it <laughs> but you know I'm trying to hack my brain you know yeah. a little brain hacky action it's I like it's weird because I'm I'm going through the same thing with therapy right now so that's like weird that you said that really yeah we don't have to talk about your no therapy. it's of okay I mean it's just like therapy, like but. succinctly like it's just it's the fact that like I'm working through the bad stuff and so the bad stuff is like more prominently on my mind and so it's been harder to think of like the whole of my childhood in like a positive light mm. because i'm spending so much time like working through the bad things that happened that it's like confirmation bias of it was an onslaught of constantly bad things which isn't <laughs> at all true which is not at all true and that's like one of the hardest things that like i've been dealing with lately is just like remembering that like it wasn't all bad all the fucking time is that's just like what my brain has like latched onto and i think yeah. that's but that's like that's actually an adhd thing yeah. Did you know that? Not like diagnostically, but right. it is very common for ADHD people to to have like all or nothing thinking, especially in terms of like emotional confirmation bias. Yeah. Fun well, fact. I, I also I think like we're often not it's it's sort of a squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing. We're like we're not called upon to think about our successes like we are called upon to think about the things that we're not so happy about in our past because the things that happened in our past that are bad are the things that need like addressing and, and working yeah. through and all that. But if something good happened, we often don't think of those things as having like, I don't know, like meat on their bones to, to ruminate on. They're just like, it went, it went well, great, move on, you know? Yeah. And I'd like, I, I'd like to sort of flip that, you know, like yeah. in my own head. And I encourage others to do that too, because how do I say this? Like, this is also not a diagnostically true ADHD thing, but this has been my experience <laughs> and it seems like the experience of a lot of other people's. Um, but since our brains are looking for new thoughts, just new stuff, like just to squeeze out of every thought, um, oftentimes it feels like the bad things are more juicy. You know, like mm -hmm. if I did something that was embarrassing, if I play that situation over and over and over again, I can constantly discover new and interesting ways in which it's embarrassing. <laughs> and as much as that sucks, it's still new stuff for my brain to play around with. And I'm wondering if positive experiences can be the same thing where like if yeah. we did something that was gratifying and felt good we could toss around that experience and find new and interesting ways that that f was gratifying and good but then this is maybe part of my like new england waspy upbringing but like <laughs> that's just like patting yourself on the back all day and i'd feel yeah. guilty and and all that but i don't know i i, I think there's a, there's as much meat on the bones of positive experiences as there are negative ones well it's also interesting to me because like i feel like the the negative experiences are the ones that I always sort of like latch onto when I'm talking about like ADHD, you know, because I'm just like, oh yeah, the time yeah. like my teacher like dumped my desk or like whatever. But like, there's also like a lot of like weirdly specific like positive experiences that like I think living for me with an undiagnosed neurodivergency like was part of like my ADHD was like part of like a lot of like really. I don't want to say like adorable, but like very like interesting things that happened to me when I was a kid. But now looking back, I go, oh my gosh, that was such like a, a flag. It wasn't like a red flag. It was like just like a flag that existed of like, hey, idiot, you have ADHD. <laughs> and it's just it's so funny, like looking back now and just thinking like of all those like times and places where like my ADHD neurodivergency like 
informed what i was doing how can you think of any examples i have a very specific one but oh, i don't want to like i don't want to take the floor is that no okay? please pubs I, okay. I, I got one cocked and loaded so, don't worry when i was like i wanted like i've been a writer since i was like you know first and second grade i would like write little stories and stuff um but when i was in fourth grade and it was very specifically i was fourth grade um there's this writing competition that was like a statewide writing competition and it was supposed to be for older kids, but I, I somehow wound up like entering it or whatever. But I wrote a fictionalized diary of the 1845 HMS Terror. What? Uh, expedition. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that the Arctic one? Yeah, it was. So, so the HMS Terror was the ship. That got stuck in the Arctic. And when I was writing the story, it was previously believed that they had all died of lead poisoning. And so, like, it was, like, really dark. And S sorry, is that the one where, like, all of their bodies were found in exactly the position? Am I thinking? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to, to okay. cut you off. I just want for, for context. They found the ship and there were just, like, a bunch of bodies, like, frozen yeah, some of them were frozen. Like, and there was a guy at his desk, right? Yeah, yeah. They so found John Franklin. Oh, that was his name. So I wrote his diary. Okay. So I wrote the diary of John That's Franklin, awesome. like on this thing, but it was it became this like massive hyper focus in my life, and I remember being like eleven, and my parents being like, "What? Why do you fucking care about lead in eighteen forty five? Like, what are you doing?" And I did all this research, and I learned about like london and like the ships and the shipping routes and like the boats and like the arctic ex like expeditions and, like all this different stuff and all the different people who were on the boat and i learned all about them like their wives and their families and all this different stuff you look so confused no, no 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 please please um but so i wrote this this diary and it was long it was like a long book for like an 11 year old to write and it won it won like first prize wow and i remember like my dad was so proud of me I bet. And we went all the way to Springfield and spring to the Capitol. We went to the Capitol and I got an award from the governor. Wow. It was like, yeah, it was like a whole thing. And I was like the youngest person to win it. And it was and but it was because of hyperfocus. Like looking back now, I was like, it was absolutely a weird little miniature hyperfocus that I had. But like I got so into it. And it was one of the one of the first times too that like really solidified like how much research like i love doing research yeah. and i love learning about stuff and so being able to be like oh the first mate was this guy and like i don't remember any of it now but like you know the first mate was this guy and like his wife was this person and she went on to do, like i knew i was like doing like genealogy shit it was pretty that, anyway that was, that was my, <laughs> awesome. i well, still have it too do you it's really like, oh, i'd still, love to read it it has like a little certificate like i tucked the certificate into a little like packet like it's at my mom's house <laughs> that's delightful yeah i mean it's also goes you can't really reverse engineer it either like you can't really well i mean it it is difficult to plan that kind of thing like you yeah. can't be like oh don't worry i'll just get hyper focused on it. it'll be fine yeah i mean as we know ourselves more like you know like if you throw some pasta in front of me and say make a marionette I can count on myself by focusing on that. But like, especially when you're younger, it's hard. To, you can't reverse engineer what those things are. It's, yeah. it's sort of like you're turning over the stones inside you. But Whoa. that's like, but that's like why, like growing up, I loved research projects. I loved like the, you know, cause like in school, like at least where I went to school, you know, you'd have like your little homeworks, but then like once a semester you have like a paper. Oh, I used to get so fucking hard those papers really like i'd be like oh fuck yeah <laughs> because it was just it was just it was just that it was just that moment of like yes like i get to like hyper focus on this thing and it's okay and it's safe to do that hmm. and like i'm allowed to do that and i'm allowed to get like super super interested in this like super super minute detail 
And like, I remember my teachers would always like compliment me. And then like, I mean, I was always like, you know, Kate is a joy to have in class, but she needs to stop talking. Like that was, that was just like every report card I ever had. Um, but yeah, but I realized like looking back, like that was, that was one of like the big markers for me was like, those moments of like when hyper focus would kick in like i would fucking crush the game yeah i remember the looks of like confusion on all the teachers and adults <laughs> face because they couldn't get me to do my homework for shit like they couldn't get me to sit down and do the thing that they wanted to but then every once in a while something seemingly arbitrary comes along and i'll walk in and say i know the answers to all the things yes thank you I shall be teaching the class today. Did you did you have moments of that though? Oh yeah. Like yeah. when you're like when you were a kid of like oh shit ADHD. <laughs> well, now looking back now, yeah. Um, but no, I, I remember there was a distinct moment when it actually kind of fucked me. Um, but luckily the teacher like understood. Basically, I did a project so hard I forgot to do the project. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like I did it so intensely that I didn't do it. <laughs> what happened? Well, so I was supposed to write. I don't remember the pro the specific project, but it was it was a paper. We had to write. It was an eighth grade science class. And we had to write a paper on how something worked, and it had to involve, I think, electromagnetism, like something like that. So it could mm -hmm. be computers, clock, whatever. It just had to involve electricity, uh, and we could pick whatever we wanted. And we had to come back and and do the thing, and we had to present it to the class. And so I was just learning guitar for the first time, you know, at the time. And I was like, I'm a cool, like, metal kid. I'll fucking find out how an electric guitar works. And within, like, a couple clicks, I was like, this is the most amazing thing. Because <laughs> it's basically a Tesla coil. An electric guitar is a Tesla coil. The thing that you see Nikola Tesla sitting in the cage and the lightning, it's exactly the same thing inside of a guitar. And there's not lightning firing everywhere. But God it's functionally it. the same thing. I was so excited. There could be. You could turn an electric guitar into a Tesla coil pretty fucking easily. It would not be difficult. I'm Don't sorry, Eric. give me that I look. Just, I need to take a quick note. <laughs> I have stuff to do today, Katie. You can't, Eric. Can't if just you tell don't me that. think that when we have when we fucking sponsors turn a Tesla coil into an electric guitar, that is absolutely okay. going on the list. Okay, we'll get a guitar sponsor or something like Tesla that. Tesla coil. Um, but I got. I started learning about how how it how it worked, and I was just like, it was just scratching every fucking part of my brain, and it was like because suddenly like you know physicists from the early 1900s are suddenly standing right next to like les paul the inventor of the electric guitar like it was one you could draw one line throughout all of it which i i when i see you do research i suspect that this is the same for you is it's it's really fun to find those threads through seemingly unrelated things <laughs> but like the world is chaotic and like seemingly unrelated things can actually be extremely related i have such a good example but i'm gonna save it is it the batman done. one yes that's my favorite you please, please do tell it because i love that one okay um but anyways i got super focused on how an electric guitar worked and the next day we got up to present and I got up, I didn't have any notes, I didn't have any anything, I just got up and like grabbed a whiteboard marker and just went the fuck off on how an electric guitar worked, all the way from like why the string is made of what it's made of, how it vibrates, and all the way to how it produces sound coming out of the thing. And I finished, and I sort of like, any questions? And I kept the thing. And uh, I don't remember if there were any questions. I was like, I was high. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I like, it's like, like that's such like a specific feeling that I like inherent. I just know that feeling. Oh, like, yes, me your questions, please, <laughs> please, fucking ask me. Um, and then it got time. Like we did all of that, and then at the end of the class, we would like put turn in the actual physical assignment. And I honestly, to this day, I don't remember if I did it. I remember he asked, and I like didn't. I was like, oh fuck, that's right. 
and I think it was like I had it, but I didn't print it, and it was like two paragraphs long because I didn't give a fuck about writing it down. Like yeah. I was learning the thing. He still gave me like hundred percent on the thing because that's a good teacher. Oh, he was great, Mr. Gendro. He was that's awesome. a fucking good teacher. Uh, in fact, in one of the biggest like gifted and talented kid things that like I carry with me all throughout is apparently other kids throughout the day kept telling me like you know hey mr ginger was a real fan of your performer your thing and i was like hey great apparently he had been using my presentation as a model for how it's supposed to be done <laughs> for all of his other classes that's fucking i was like fuck oh, yeah that scratches anyways so i got understand i honestly I, I i know that the paper that i turned in did not in any way meet any of the criteria <laughs> it was like a two paragraph thing that i had to like had to turn in for the grade but anyways he, I, he still gave me a good grade on it my my other favorite was winging it like especially when it was like oh today we're gonna talk oh, yeah. about like improvised speeches and i'd be in the back going <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know if that's an adhd thing but oh. that's that's sure is a fucking did, did you ever get that thing when you're in, you're in like a group project and you're all sitting there and you're doing the group project in class and you have to present at the end and uh all the other kids are like, no, 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 no. You're like, like oh, fine, I guess like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And like, <laughs> they'll be like, like, what are you going to say? We didn't do anything. You know, you just fucked around the whole time or something. You're like, don't worry. I got it. And you <laughs> go like, my time to show. This is like, a, <laughs> what is so specific. When it's like, that's exactly my experience. A lot of times for group projects, I would just like wait until like if it was like one where it was like, oh, we're going to work together for the, like three or four days or, you know, like have like the, the semester or whatever. I would call people. I wait until after class was over and I would call people and be like, just don't worry about it. I got it. <laughs> I would just do the entire project because it was just like faster and easier than like waiting on fucking like dipshit McGee to like half ass his way through like a single encyclopedia. <laughs> Little did you know that the teachers were trying to teach us how to work in groups it's not they, they well i still maintain that group work is like sh it should be illegal it's i, I get what they're going for because but ultimately the, the, you know. the in, group work inevitably and invariably every single time resulted in one outcome i did all the work and i would do the presentation it didn't matter it didn't matter what the project was i always and so then at some point i just went well fine if i'm always going to do it i'll just do it again and so then I just started doing the group project because it was it was faster. It was faster and it was easier. And so like and then like I remember one time like my dad. This is such a weird episode of the podcast. But, like once it's time, positive. Like, it's a positive episode. My dad like was it. my dad was like, Katie, like you have to like let the other kids like do some of the work. Like that's part of it. It's like they need to learn too. And I was like, Dad. I already know more than them. So I'm just saving everybody time. And my dad went, I, yeah, you're not <laughs> wrong. You're just an asshole. And so like a big part of like group projects for me was like learning how to like work with people at like different levels of knowledge about things. I still struggle with it, but it's fine. <laughs> well, a big part in this, this came up later in my LARPing improv thing, the whole step up, step down thing. Um, but I had to learn as a skill to not do that. Yeah. Like to other people, learning to do that is the skill. For me, learning to not do that was the skill. Because a lot, a lot of the times I would, I mean, this is still something I'm grappling with now, but like a, a, a friend of mine, got named Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Um, he once used the phrase, the space, the space you take up. Yeah. Um, we were talking specifically about race and privilege and all that stuff. It's a fantastic, great conversation. Um, but also in context of like being charismatic and wanting to do the thing, um, like I had to learn that I was, I was taking away the experience of other people stepping up 
because I would 100% of the time do the yeah, thing. And exactly. so somewhere around 10th grade, I think, I started allowing time where like when somebody said, do you want to do like who's going to do the presentation? Just sitting in that, knowing that if nobody said anything, I'd totally do it. Oh, see. But just like letting perhaps one of them is nervous and wants to say yes, but they just don't know, you know, like that kind of thing. Or when the group first gets together for the project and there's no like, quote unquote, leader or whatever, like nobody is taking the reins. Like I'll just sit in that for an extra minute or so just to see if anybody wants to. Because I'll just be like, all right, folks, what are we going to do? We're going to build a macaroni marionette or something like that. Really going hard on the macaroni marionette. Well, it's the crafting challenge. Also, what I think is interesting about that is that this also speaks to the the difference in the type of school we went to. Because hmm. I went to school with the same 18 kids for oh, eight yeah. years. And then like 12 of those kids went to the same high school as me. But the high school, we were divided into like the like regular classes and then like the gifted classes. So like the gifted classes, everybody it was the same core group of like 18 kids. And so like of the 12 kids that went to the same high school, eight of them were like in the gift. So it was like, I knew the same, like I knew 25 people for my entire life. Jesus. Like, and so it was like weird because it was just like, it got just to be a thing where it was like, there would never be the moment of like, does anybody want to? It'd be like, Katie's in our group. Katie will perform the thing. Like yeah. there was, cause everybody just knew by like fifth grade. And so like, I like for a really long time, like I fought against it. And then at some point I just like acquiesced to the fact that like everybody was just going to make me do it. And so I would just do it. And then it wasn't until college when like I finally got, and even in college, I knew some of the people in my college. Um, but like, you know, you'd be in like one class with them or whatever, but it was really funny. Cause I remember the first time in college when somebody else was like, well, I could do it. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> Katie. Sorry. That is uh a lot of stuff is making a lot of sense, Katie Bobady. What? Well, just yeah. I don't. I, I'm not trying to like the, uh, you compulsively fix problems. Yeah. And so a lot of people come to you with their problems, and I, mean, I don't mean like internet people. I mean like people in like, yes, our physical people lives. I know. Um, will come to you with their problems because they know you will, because you do it compulsively, <laughs> and. I think that's must be frustrating because like people are constantly making their problems, my problems, but you're excellent at it and you will solve it. Like you'll say, yes, they know you will because you will. And also perhaps like, because if you didn't, well then what do you do? Who are you? It's true. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into this and I'm sorry. <laughs> that I didn't, was very that, deep. That, that was, I'm sorry. I feel seen, but also see uncomfortable. You. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I didn't mean to, to, to <laughs> like, okay. totally shut his mouth. But if I ever say something that totally reveals my whole thing, not that that's your whole thing or whatever. but You do all the time. I just choose not to. Oh, please do. No, I'm just kidding. No. Aw. I want to be known, <laughs> you're a known, lot, be known You're a lot people. better at that than I am. Like you, you can, mean? You can like read me. You can, you like read me a lot, but I'm not as good as it at at it as you are how do you figure because i don't know like i'll just say something you'll be like oh that makes sense and then you'll just like insight and i just like you'll say something i'll be like cool <laughs> i don't know i think you're i think you're <laughs> i don't know i i think you oh well, i don't know i don't want to put words in your mouth but i don't know I, th I think you enjoy the image that you have of me yeah you i know? mean it's imperfect yeah of course, of course, I, of course. I certainly don't think you're perfect but also, like, I think, like, one of the things, and this is, like, this is, like, a weird tangent, but, like, sometimes I do a thing where, like, I, I know a lot about people. I just choose not to say it. 
because I don't want to like make them uncomfortable because it's like, am I supposed to know this? Oh yeah. You I know? mean, that is textbook neurodivergent. Yeah. Like just not knowing what you're supposed to know or not know. Yeah. Well, and also it's like, it's like some like you especially, like there are like moments where like you do like very specific things and I can like instantly be like, oh my gosh, she's like really insecure or like, oh my gosh, like huh. he really wants to look like he knows what he's talking about or like whatever it's like i can read that like i read sometimes i read that more than i read like what you're actually saying like it's like oh eric like really wants to to like have this moment or like whatever and i'll just be like yeah and so like sometimes like i i I listen more to that than i do the actual words that are coming out of people's really well i think it makes you a very good performing partner yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've definitely gotten into trouble for like um knowing something and saying something about it that i wasn't supposed to like socially yeah you know like i can't think of an exact example but like you know somebody will come home from work and like a roommate or something and they'll like grab a phone and then another roommate will come up and say a thing and they'll go and they'll be like your dishes or something like that and like to me what's happening is a person got home had a bad day at work is angry another person came in and they are now pointing that anger from work at the roommate yeah like it has nothing to do with the roommate it's just they are now pointing their anger at the roommate you are now you know roommate number two you are now the ire of of work <laughs> is now upon you um and if i were to say something like oh don't worry they're just mad because you know they had a bad day at work i'm sure they'll they'll be fine like you're not supposed to know that like you're <laughs> supposed to be like oh they're mad at you for the dishes or whatever the thing on the surface that they were saying but you're not supposed to know the, the other things and i think that is a a textbook neurodivergent thing of just like <laughs> i know that like for with adhd it's like i need more stimulus so i'm like scanning people's bodies for fucking fibers and stuff like that to try to figure out <laughs> what street like. in london they just came to my to my <laughs> two two uh two two one b baker street home um but then you know there's at some point you cross the line of like you're not supposed to know that and talk about that and that's just straight up takes like learning you know and getting yelled at for knowing things you're not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) or you just turn it into a magic career or you just turn it into a magic career yes that was the secret bonus option that's the secret bonus option they don't tell you that a lot but that's that's like the third option for it (laughs) so good (laughs) but i do i mean overall in in to, to to tie a bow on it whatever this 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 lovely conversation was by the way i love you very much i love you um I, I think we often have reason to dwell on the bad things because the bad things are the squeaky wheels that need addressing and need to be unpacked and shit like that. But I think we should also set time aside to look back on our successes and realize that there's an equal amount of fun thinking about it that there is the shitty things. There's as much meat on the bones of hoppy experiences as there are bad ones. Nom, 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 That's me eating positive experiences. That was really good. Speaking of which, we should probably eat something. Can I make you lunch? Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. Bye, everybody. Enjoy Bye. the outro. Wait, here's the outro. Oh. Ready? What? It's Tuesday, so we don't have an outro. That was fucking awesome. Thank folks. you. I've rehearsed it a lot. <laughs>